hello from down here. <laughs> I'm sitting on my stability ball and I feel so low to the floor. I think I need to get a bigger size to lift me up. But maybe this is good. I feel grounded right now. <laughs> good morning. Hello. Hi. Happy Monday. We are kicking off the week. This is a really exciting week and we are kicking it, kicking it off here together. So thank you for being here with me. This is the week of Glow Retreat. Glow Retreat weekend, I can see it. It's it's right there. It's about to happen. I am so excited to have this girls weekend for myself, selfishly, honestly. I really have not gone away. I went, I had one trip to LA alone, like with my sister. That was so much fun. But even before that, like it's, these girls trips are few and far between. So oh my gosh, I know it has been so much planning and decision-making and coordinating and just, it, there's been a lot that went into it and we're not even there yet, but it is going to be so rewarding. I'm going to, I say this every time, why don't we do this more often? <laughs> but it's happening this weekend, Anna Marie Island, me and the girls. I cannot wait to hug them all and to do some sunset yoga on the beach, hang out by the pool, just have girl time, chat, eat yummy food, all of the things. Okay. So that's coming up. And if you're not coming to Glow Retreat, maybe you can come next year. <laughs> like, is there going to be another one? I'm going to have a baby. It's going to be a lot different. Like right now, I know it's pregnancy brings its own difficulties, but I feel like planning with a newborn infant top baby, like if you're breastfeeding, you know, they're on a nap schedule, it just makes it more difficult. So if that's you too, right now, I just know this is a season and it's going like, look at, I have Blake right now, who's three and a half and it feels like forever ago we were on that breastfeeding nap time, strict schedule. But here I am able to leave for the weekend and just be like, hey, you've got clean clothes in your closet and dad's home and <laughs> you guys know what to do. Like, I, I, it feels really freeing to be able to do that. And then it's also really scary for me to know that I'm about to go way back into the depths of motherhood where you're needed on demand all of the time. But just just reminding myself here that it's only going to be for a, a season and yeah, we, we got this. Like I've done it before. I can do it again. There's ways to work around it. Whew. Okay. So anyways, glow retreat number two, potentially, if you are seeing this <laughs> or if you're going to be watching us this weekend and having FOMO or like, man, if it was only in July, I would have been able to make it. Maybe the next one will be in July. We'll see. But put it on your radar now because a lot of planning goes into this stuff. Okay. We're moving on. I, this has just like been on the forefront of my mind, having all the planning that went into it. And whew, it's finally here. It's so crazy. We're also in the fourth week of my 24 challenge, the fitness challenge I was running all month from January 1st, right? So that means we're in the fourth week of the year. Where did the month go? 
January is basically over. And yeah, we're wrapping up the challenge. This is the last week. It feels good to know like, hey, I'm three weeks into the year. I've committed to something and I've stuck with it. And all of the girls inside, I love reading the feedback and the comments on the workouts and just being able to see the women not only asking me questions inside, but talking to talking to and cheering on each other. Okay. That's what the community is all about. And I love just having this space for us because I can remember a time where I was on my fitness journey and I felt weird. I felt like a weirdo in my family and amongst my friends, like people weren't going to the gym regularly or at least in my circle. So I felt like a weirdo. And I remember my sister was like, you're obsessed with the gym. And I was like, I'm, I'm literally not. I just, I just enjoy going one, once a day for a little bit. It's like, it's good for you and it makes you feel really good. But people thought I was obsessed with the gym and it, it, I had to turn to the internet, to social media and create basically an anonymous account to cr- find my fitness community. And that's really how it all started. I think I shared that back in an episode called My Story that would be like way back at the beginning of the episodes. Like, yeah, if you want to hear more about like how I got started with my Instagram account, that's kind of how it started. But it's giving me flashbacks now that I'm having this community and I'm able to see these women who can support each other from so far away. We don't really know a ton about each other, but we have similar goals. We have similar lifestyles in the sense that we're moms or we're trying to conceive or we're currently pregnant and we're breastfeeding. Like we all have, have either been through these struggles or are currently going through them. And it's nice to have people that can relate to you and not think that you're crazy or obsessed or, (laughs) um, just like, what are you doing? Like, it's just, you're, you're understood here and you're seen and it's, it's a wonderful place. So if you are not inside the new community, get your booty in here inside of mom fuel. Yes, we're wrapping up the challenge, but it is still going to be available so that you can start it this week if you join today. And that will bring you right through Valentine's Day. Let's see if you start today, one, two, three, four weeks. And then Valentine's Day is like the last week of the four, four weeks from now. So, hey, listen, if you want to like commit to something for Valentine's Day, that's like a good goal for you right there. I'm going to just put out there and I'll put the link below. 24 challenge inside of mom fuel only. It's an exclusive link below. All right. Today I wanted to do a QA. and a I haven't done this in a while and I did. I've been trying to do more of these on my stories, but it's crazy the array of questions that I get because I get everything from you know, first trimester nausea, how do you help? How do what do you do to help with that? To, you know, what do you and Justin do for date night? Or (laughs) where did you, where's your favorite pair of shoes from? Like, it's just so vast, but I kind of like it for answering on the podcast because it's kind of fun, mixes it up. It gives us something different to chat about. And It doesn't have to be focused on pregnancy specifically because I know not everyone listening is pregnant right now and that's fine. It doesn't have to be all about me all the time, okay? (laughs) All right, so somebody asked, let's just, we're just getting right into this, all right? Do you still wait, do you still do weight training? Um, yes. I have my rack of weights behind me. And I consider using weights 
weight training, strength training? So the answer to that is yes. Um, the weight training is incorporated into my workouts, into my programs in every week schedule. I try to do a balance of, you know, strength workouts versus sculpt where sculpt might be lighter weights with like, a, or using a different type of resistance training. I also circulate in there core workouts and a little bit of cardio to keep our endurance up and our bodies moving and also have lots of body weight options. So yes, I still do through pregnant. Uh, I'm kind of curious what makes you think I do not do strength training. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm like, I, did I do something that indicate? Did I say something that maybe I don't know? I do a lot of yoga too. Oh, that's also integrated throughout. Okay, next somebody asked, will this be your last one? And tell me why this is so hard to answer. Why? Like, yes, but I'm not certain when I say that, but I'm also very certain that five children is, is not for me. (laughs) Like, it's just, I haven't come to the realization and like sat with that and like really processed. This is the last time. This is the last time. But as you know, if you listen to my bump day episodes on Wednesdays, you know, every week, I say, I haven't really like thought about my pregnancy or like, yes, I'm always pregnant and yes, it's on my mind every day, but I'm not like processing these feelings and these emotions because I'm too busy making snacks and folding laundry and putting the toys away and cleaning up whatever that is on the floor over there. Like I'm so distracted that it's hard for me to really think about that and just be okay with it. So there might be a little bit of grieving towards the end of this pregnancy, but not today. And we're going to go with the answer to this question being, yes, this will be our last one. But also like, what if we had another baby and it was another boy and they were close in age and they could be friends? Oh my gosh, I cannot. I cannot. (laughs) Future me is going to be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You're crazy. All right. Also, I want to get Justin on the podcast soon to do a Q&A, and I think it would be great for him to answer some of these as well. So be on the lookout with those eyeballs on my stories for an Ask Justin Anything box so he can answer your juicy questions. Okay, next. <laughs> Help me pack my bag for the hospital. I can't find a good list. Oh, oh, oh. I was not planning on packing a hospital bag. That's not true. I'm supposed to pack a hospital bag, even though I plan to do a home birth. It's like an emergency bag and it'll probably be because let's be honest, if you've had a hospital birth before, we overpack. I mean, I overpack for like going away for the weekend or one night away. But if I'm packing for like labor, oh, I'm like way overpacking because I'm just thinking of every possible scenario, (laughs) even though we really just need the essentials. So I want you to think about the things you keep by your nightstand, maybe chapstick, hair ties, a water bottle, tooth, and then like, um, toiletry. So toothpaste, some skincare essentials, like a face wash, moisturizer, floss, things that you would keep in your purse. Those are what, what I would 
hundred percent recommend. And then in addition to that, like this is just now extra. Those are like the essential things, like things that are going to comfort you were number one. Number two is extra stuff. So maybe a comfortable, stretchy nursing sports bra, nursing bra. Sorry. I didn't mean to say sports bra, (laughs) nursing bra. Some large, I know a lot of women just don't even wear underwear for the first like week or so (laughs) postpartum because you at the hospital that you, they give you, they have everything you need. Honestly, they really do have everything you could need in terms of like a scent. Even if you forget that toothpaste, the hospital will have some for you. I'm almost certain about that. (laughs) Maybe they don't. Um, but yeah, if you want to bring your own underwear or postpartum comfort outfit, you want something that's easily accessible for the boobs. If you're breastfeeding robes are great because I know my postpartum days were spent a lot of times just in like a stretchy nursing bra and some big old shorts that are underwear that I could throw a robe over because you're having postpartum sweats. You don't want anything super like warm. And then, yeah, I mean, you need one outfit to go home in. It could be the outfit that you wore there, depending if your water broke or not, everything got on that. So maybe like one going home outfit. And then of course, snacks. If there's something that you like to take, I have a few supplements that I brought after I had Blake for postpartum. There's an after ease supplement. That's great for those contractions that happen when you start breastfeeding. That can be really intense. So after ease, I will put a link for that below. Um, I get them on Amazon and I use them after I had, Blake. I think I use them after I had Rosie too. Maybe it was just like they're all blending together at this point, but that's, that's about it. I mean, maybe some like electrolytes or like, if you have like a drink mix, you really like just, yeah, keep it simple. You're not, and then, Oh wait, the baby stuff. So (laughs) the hospital has diapers, but you can bring your own if you insist or your own baby soaps, lotions, diaper creams. If you are particular about those, I was, I didn't want to use whatever generic brand was at the hospital. Like I'm pretty picky about using organic type stuff, but that's just me. So that's an option. And then a going home outfit for baby. Cause at the hospital the whole time, they're going to be so waddled in a blanket. <laughs> and I really do think it'll be interesting to see this time around with baby number four. Like, am I even going to get this baby dressed? Because we're just, in, we're at home, we're in a diaper and you got a blanket, like you don't need, you don't need clothes. That's just more, it's just more laundry for me to do. Okay. So I will work on getting a better list together because I know that was kind of sloppy of me, but those, that's the gist of it. Keep it simple. Your essentials, um, going home outfit stuff. You're going to be comfortable in or make you comfortable. Okay. Somebody asked, do you all eat gluten-free at your home? No, we do not. We don't have any gluten sensitivities. I thought for a while, maybe Rosie did when she was younger. I, I've cut it out here and there. I mean, we don't have a lot of gluten products, like in general, just because I opt for like the protein pasta that's made with (laughs) chickpeas. And, you know, I like quinoa for a grain And just a lot of healthy foods are starting to become gluten-free because they just aren't using wheat or, you know, anything that gluten would be in. 
Or I don't know, maybe like health brands are just all on board of like, hey, let's just make it gluten-free. That way, <laughs> this healthy person is probably not eating gluten, so we're going to take that out of it. Is that what they're doing? I'm not sure. But um, the things that we eat that have gluten are mostly like our bread, Dave's Killer Bread. It's the best bread. We love it. Um, maybe some like granola bars. And then I feel like gluten is sometimes hidden in – it's just hidden in stuff that you have to read the label for. Um, I've been eating empanadas lately <laughs> that definitely have gluten in them. And yeah, so no, we're not we're not gluten free. Justin doesn't really eat hardly anything processed, so he's not eating it. We just don't eat a lot of it. How about that? All right, next. Do your kids share rooms? Might attempt this with my boys. Currently, all three girls are in one room right now. We are trying it out. This has been a huge debate for me because with baby number four coming, I was we we do have a four bedroom house. And one of the bedrooms this entire time we've lived here has been used as a guest suite. It's got its own bathroom. It's got a nice size bed in there. It's perfect for our guests, which we do have many of. And I was like, we'll just move Ayla in there. She needs her own space. But now she, we, I was like, hey, let's do a sleepover in your sister's room. And she was into it. The be- bunk bed is set up for a trundle. So that's where Ayla's been sleeping on the trundle. And she likes it. <laughs> They're not sleeping great. And I think it's because we haven't nailed down the routine. Also, Blake is in that weird stage of like, she doesn't want a nap during the day, but she definitely needs a nap. And then she either passes out right at dinner time or, or she's cranky and then she doesn't want to go to sleep. It's just, it's, she's a little, she's causing chaos in her home. Okay. It's okay, Blake. I know like every one of my girls goes through that phase of like transitioning out of naps. So that's been a little tricky. And then also whoever wakes up first, they are waking up the whole house. They just, they don't know how to be alone. (laughs) That's like, that must be like a sibling thing. Like once you have a sibling, you never know how to be alone by yourself. I Like Ayla for a while, when she had her own room, she would wake up alone and she'd go out in the living room and like watch TV by herself. But now that she's in there with them, she wakes them up. Oh, Lord. Okay, so we're trying it out. I think we're going to stick with it while it works. (laughs) I use that word very loosely. But we're going to stick with the room sharing for now. Because my sister pointed out, she's like, Kim, you're going to want that guest room. You know, if mom wants to come over and help with the baby or watch the girls or I come over. And I'm like, yeah. And it is really nice, the thought of, I have one room in my house that is typically untouched. The girls do go in there and like play with their toys and stuff. But like, I know there's a a set of sheets and a set of towels and the bed is made and I don't have to like scramble and clean because someone is coming over or staying with us. Does that make sense? Like if Ayla was in that room, I know for a fact I would have to, (laughs) I would have to change the sheets. I'd have to pick up all the toilet, like clean that whole room, make sure there's towels. Oh my gosh, the the toilet is a mess. Like the sink has toothpaste in it. Like it's just our one room that they just don't normally touch. And 
we're going to try it. But can I tell you something? I have to tell you this. I'm a little bit, like, I'm not really wanting guests right now because I'm in my third trimester of my fourth pregnancy. And I just want to be, like, I'm kind of hermiting. Uh, Minus my girls weekend that's coming up. But, like, I'm feeling, like, pre-nesting. Like, this is my space. I need my space for me. This is my, my safe place where I can go into labor and not worry about someone being in my house because I'm currently worried about that because we have people coming to visit. So I'm just going to like take a deep breath as I am (laughs) and just pray that like nobody is at my house when I go into labor that I don't want there. You know what I'm talking about. If you had somebody in your delivery room that made you feel uncomfortable, that is the last thing we need. But also like when I'm pregnant, I'm like a lot of days, like I need to take my bra off or like I'm not even wearing shorts or pants. Like I am just, it's not, it's not a sight for most people. I I just, this is not meant to be seen (laughs) or like, what if one day I'm feeling nauseous or I'm just so tired and achy, I need to lay down. And I, I, I'm the type of person, if someone's at my house, I don't feel like I can just like go in my room and lay down. I get, I get really guilty feeling about that. And I feel like, I think it has something to do with my, one of my love languages is quality time. So I feel like if, if I'm spending time with you, I care about you, which also means if I'm not spending time with you and you're in my home, that means I don't care about you. Does, do you hear what I'm saying there? But it's not, it's not always true, but that's how it feels to me. So I feel like I constantly have to be with my guest, making sure they're okay. Like, and I get, I do not have the space or the mental capacity for that right now. <laughs> so back to room sharing. Yeah. Um, Rosie and Ayla shared earlier when Blake was, when I was pregnant with Blake, I moved Ayla and Rosie in together. They were three and one year old. So they did okay. We had issues with Rosie climbing out of her crib. But other than that, not too bad. And then from there we moved and Rosie and Blake have shared a room for the last two and a half years. It's it's just tricky. I think it's tricky because of their ages. You know, <laughs> if you were around when a Rosie was Rosie was potty training and I would leave a potty seat in her room and she peed in it. And then she went and took the pee and poured it on top of Blake's head in her crib. Remember that? No? Okay. It happened. And yeah, it's just like, wow. What else could happen in this? Like literally it it was just, it's, it's been crazy. Anything can happen with Rosie. So maybe we need to move Rosie into her own room. (laughs) Oh, geez. It's just, it's so tricky, but I, I always have to remind myself, like some people don't have the option. Like I'm sitting here thinking about like, oh, but some people don't have the option and they have to put all of their children, sometimes three, four, five kids in one room. So I feel very fortunate that I am choosing to put my kids together. I also want them to learn that the bedroom is a place for rest and sleep. And we don't really keep a ton of toys in there. I do encourage them during the day. I'm like, oh, you guys should go in your room, like read a book or play. But I, I really want the bedroom to be just like a cozy, comforting place. And I think that is 
that can be helpful when you're transitioning or teaching them to share a room. It's going to look different for everybody for different ages, but yes, our kids share. And I always shared rooms until I was in high school, basically. Like we moved when I was like in middle school, high school age. So like growing up as a kid, I always shared a room and I never had a problem with it. Maybe because middle child, (laughs) the middle child never is alone either. Okay. Uh, let's see. Somebody asked, is wake for pre-workout okay during pregnancy and the sleep rookie supplement? So both of these products, sleep and wake are from rookie, uh, code Kim Perry at checkout saves you 15% off. And they just actually restocked their recovery, which are their electrolytes. I love their electrolytes. They have BCAAs in them and they have delicious flavors, two flavors, coconut pineapple, watermelon lime. They have been sold out since September, October, and they're back in stock. So run, run, go get yourself some recovery. But let's talk about the pre-workout wake. So this is a discussion for you if you're pregnant or if you're not. Like This is something you should talk to your healthcare team about or your whoever you're checking in with about your wellness. For me, I feel like I'd ask my chiropractor about stuff like this, but also my doctor, my midwife. So wake, the concern with wake would be there's ashwagandha in, in wake and I've done my own research on it, but you, like I said, ask your healthcare team because they will have input too. And, and from there you can take it or leave it just making the decision that you feel best with. But a lot of these herbs are not studied enough herbs and adaptogens. That's the word. (laughs) Like there's another word for these things that are not their ingredients, but yeah. So anyways, there, there's some research, but not enough done on pregnant women. And then also if you're looking at benefits versus risks, a lot of times the benefits outweigh the risk, but if if that's ultimately up to you to decide. Because if you're like, well, no, that actually seems, I don't want to take any risk in my body and my health, then that's totally fine. So yeah, I would say ask your healthcare provider, but the concerns mainly would be the ashwagandha in wake. I've been taking it, my pregnancy here and there, not like every day. Um, And so usually I only do like a half a serving. If you're worried about caffeine, it's 125 milligrams of caffeine per serving. So I take about half of that, which would be 60 something. (laughs) Is it milligrams or grams? Either way, we're staying under 220 when we're pregnant and breastfeeding. So it's working for me. I honestly, like a lot of times, like coffee isn't sounding that great. And you know, I'm not just drinking coffee. I'm pouring creamer in there. Sometimes I'm adding my chocolate syrup or a little whipped cream. Like my coffee's not the healthiest option. Like, let's just be real. So (laughs) having wake ready to go has been nice. It also helps more with mental focus where coffee is giving me more jittery feeling. Yeah. Anxiety in a cup. That's what it feels like sometimes. So I like wake. It just gives me a focused energy. It gives me mental clarity. It, It, they use green tea extract for the caffeine source. And 
there's no crash after. So it's, I I hate calling it a pre-workout because I feel like (laughs) we have this connotation of what we think pre-workouts are or look like. We're thinking like the blue raspberry energy fizz and that makes your face tingle. Did you ever take that pre-workout? I was on that. I was on that back in like 2014, 2015. Oh my gosh. C4. Yeah. Disgusting. So many chemicals, so much junk. So we, yeah, I I just don't like using that word. We're going to use the word just wake supplement, (laughs) energy supplement. And yeah. And then for sleep. So sleep, I like that they use magnesium. So I was taking it for the magnesium which we need during pregnancy. A lot of us are deficient in magnesium. The sleep does have one, again, I'm going to mess this up. Is either a milligram, milligram. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me, but sleep has one milligram, we'll call it, of melatonin. So melatonin is something that our body creates naturally just by being out during the day. When it gets dark at night, our body like sends out the melatonin and tells our body it's time for rest. So the concern there is that our bodies will, if we're taking a melatonin supplement, our bodies will stop producing it because we're putting that into our bodies and, and then you'll become dependent on it. However, this is such a low dose that it, it, it's not going to have that habit forming effect. If you're taking like 10 milligrams a day, every single day, I would say <laughs> that that could, that could cause a little issue with your own melatonin production. So there's that. Also, I saw on the ingredient list, passion flower and me, for some reason, I was like, I need to look this up. Is this okay to take? And I saw could cause uterine contractions. But when I brought it up to my midwife, she was like, I've never heard that. Passion flower is known to be a very like relaxing, calming, soothing herb. And I've been, I have worked in this industry for 30 years and passion flower is one of the ingredients in a lot of the supplements we use. And I've never seen an issue with it. So that was just my midwife's point on that. Okay. That was a lot, but basically for both of them, you're going to just kind of make, make the choice that works best for you. They do have, um, sample packs. So you could try them just to see like, you know what? I want to give it a go, but I want to try it out. I don't want to commit to a whole jar, 30 serving jar. You can get a couple of the little packets and try them out. See how you feel. If you like them, I know you're going to like the wake, get the strawberry fields flavor. They also have a pineapple peach. They have an appleberry. And is there another one? Strawberry is my favorite for wake. Okay. Whew. All right. Somebody asked me, how do you pronounce Ayla? Is it like Isla or more like Ayla? Am I not you? Am I not saying my children's names enough? It's Ayla. Yes. I know Isla became really popular in the recent years and I had never heard that name. I saw <laughs> one of my friends when I was like, I'm naming and I'm naming her Isla. Like what? Or, <laughs> When I was pregnant with Ayla, I told one of my, my college roommate, I was like, oh, we, we like the name Ayla. And she's like, that's so funny. My friend picked the name Isla, but it's spelled I-S-L-A. And when she first read it, she thought Isla, Isla, Isla. The S is silent. 
Yeah. It's also the name of the mermaid in one of the Barbie movies <laughs> that the girls watch. Yeah, we liked Ayla. And the first time I ever heard the name was Ayla Brown, who is a singer. Or she, yeah, she's a singer, but she was on American Idol. She's from Massachusetts. And her dad is, oh my gosh, Mr. Brown. <laughs> no, her dad is, what is his name? I'm drawing a blank, but he was like a Massachusetts senator or something in our government. And um, then she became a radio host. So Ayla Brown is still like, I actually messaged her. I forget when, (laughs) but I was like, Oh, we love your name. My, my daughter is named Ayla. And like, you were the first Ayla I ever knew. So she came me back and she's like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. So that's just a little story about Ayla, but listen, I know this isn't like a baby episode, baby, but when I talked about baby names, I did mention, you know, testing it out because I didn't realize how difficult the name Ayla was just between like, how do you pronounce it? How do you spell it? What was that? Ayla, Ayla? And the, I have to, or like people are like, Ava, did you say Ava? I, Ayla, Ayla, Ayla. <laughs> Oh man, that's something I'm, that's why it's so hard to name baby number four. I'm like, I need a name that is not going to be confusing. It doesn't draw any questions. It's just simple to the point. We get it. Got it. Great. Okay. I'm going to answer one more here. Okay. This is an interesting question, which I, I kind of want to message her, you who wrote it. She asked, does your Cairo touch your bare back? My Cairo is handsome. I'm nervous. Ha ha. <laughs> my chiropractor does not touch my bare back. It's always over the clothes. So I'm kind of curious since you asked this, like, has he touched your bare back? Or are you like mentally preparing? Like, I'm going to go in. Is he going <laughs> to? I feel like this is going to lead to another confessions um, episode. Uh <laughs> juicy secrets. But no, it is definitely over the clothing all the time. I honestly, like, I have to think about what I'm going to wear to the chiropractor just because I've been wearing a lot of dresses recently with this pregnancy. And I'm like, Oh, can't wear that to the chiropractor because she's going to have to like maneuver my legs or just, it would just be awkward. So I would definitely wear pants, something stretchy, And then also a lot of times I'll like show up in sandals and I feel so weird being barefoot because she has touched my feet. So I will bring you socks, but yeah, it's always over the clothing. If your chiropractor is moving your clothing or putting your hands, his hands under your clothing, there is something wrong with that. Like that's not professional. I would say absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I hope it brings you comfort knowing like if um, now let's say like, okay, he has no ill intentions and that is, that's just in your head. <laughs> you should go into this confidently knowing that, um, yeah, it is very unprofessional for a chiropractor to do such a thing. So oh, if you're new to chiropractic care, this is a great question and you're going to want to do your research around the office that you're going to look for reviews online um, get word of mouth recommendations. That's how I found, actually, no, that's not true. <laughs> I found my chiropractor on Google. I, it was just such a good fit. 
So make sure you find a chiropractor that you feel comfortable with, you feel safe with, and you don't have to worry about things like that. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Stay tuned on Instagram for glow retreat behind the scenes stuff. And then also bump day coming up 33, 33 weeks, three, three. You know what that means? Not much, just that there's seven weeks left, which means 49 days. Nope. How many days? Oh my gosh. I'm messing up my days. Seven weeks. Why did I say 49? Seven times seven is 63. I need to go. (laughs) Thank you for listening. I will see you next time. Bye.